0: I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, 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 this is Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so that we can do the work that matters and create the lives we want to live. Seems pretty straightforward to me. I mean, we know what to do to create happiness, to create health and well-being, right? Sometimes, though, I need a little nudge to get going in that direction. I can't always do it by myself. I need little helps and hacks along the way. And we're going to be talking about nudges today, how they work with our psychology and how they can help us form the little habits we need to make the big changes we want to make in our lives I'm thinking about it a lot right now because I have been eating too much junk food I need to get back in my healthier habits and honestly it's not something I think too much about right I'm not that obsessed with food so I will grab whatever's easiest to grab but that runs me into real trouble because if I don't make it ahead I generally skip breakfast or grab something on the run and I do what's easy and that leads me to unhealthier choices. That's true for most of us. If we default when we're tired or we don't feel like going to extra work, we'll just grab something on the run. Fast food or a bag of crackers or chips from the pantry, whatever it is. So in this way, nudge theory can help us out. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Nudge Theory, Because what researchers have found, and this makes total sense to me, is that small behaviors or tiny changes can actually nudge us, push us into the direction we want to go by invoking certain emotions and memories and beliefs and responses from public perception, right? One study shows that nudges are an effective way to make habit change especially when it comes to eating. So I put this to the test. On Tuesday nights around here, we have do-it-yourself dinner. I'm in a class. My daughter and husband eat on their own, and everybody makes whatever they want, but they've got to eat something that we have here, right? But I still want to encourage my family to make healthy eating choices and myself. I'm probably the biggest offender because I tend to grab things on the run. So, I find that if I prepare a big salad before dinner, if I do that, you know, sometime the night before or during the day and put it in a big plastic bin and put it in the fridge, before I go off to class, I'll tell my daughter, Hey, I'm leaving a big toss salad in the bin. It's in the front of the refrigerator if you want to do that tonight. That's cool. Right? That's the nudge, right? I'm just planting the seed of an idea. And then when she opens up, the fridge she's going to see the salad sitting there and I find more often than not she'll have it for dinner or at least part of it with something else and I work a lot the same way if I am nudged a certain direction I usually take it so I can really use this to uh, create healthier habits make better food choices I nudge myself all the time with my workout right? I'll lay my sweats on top of my dresser the night before when I go to bed. And if I wake up in the morning, then I put on the sweats. If the sweats are on, that nudges me into a workout. I also find that working out nudges me to eat healthier because I'm going to all this effort and I feel healthier after the workout. So that nudges me into better eating choices. I think this is really interesting because I think so often we make These behavior changes, such a hard deal. We think of oh breaking bad habits is so hard or doing making better choices can be so tricky for us. And I think we're overgeneralizing. I I really think we're overthinking it. And when I say that, I mean me. (laughs) I am overthinking this. I make it much harder than it is. Whereas if I just put some of these strategies in play, they take care of themselves, they help nudge me into the direction I wanna go without requiring a whole lot of thought or time investment. So that's why I like stuff like this. Because it makes lasting change without a whole lot of sweat and tears. And I'm telling you what, if I can do this stuff, you can do this, so let's give it a try. Let's talk about nudge theory today. It was a term coined by Richard Thaler. He's a professor of economics and behavioral science at the University of Chicago. And he found that you can positively change behavior by using subtle techniques and influences that spark emotions, memories, beliefs, and public opinion. Now, it's not lost on me that he is an economist, right? He's looking at markets. We see nudge theory at work all the time in commercials. Think about it. You're, you see something, maybe a commercial during your 10 o'clock show, your 10 p.m. show, and it's for burger cake, right? It You're hungry. It's it nudging you to go out and get a burger. Or you see something during a football game or sporting event that's nudging you to have a barbecue or buy a light beer, right? That's nudge theory at work. How can we use it in our lives though, in my everyday life as a, as a mom and writer and person managing all these different things, how can I use it to help myself be healthier? A survey of more than 450 strategies over years published in 200 scientific articles and journals show that nudges are highly effective as a habit change approach, particularly, here it comes, the punchline in the areas of food consumption. When something positive is wired into our practice by default, we tend to go along with it. We've talked before on the show about inertia. We aren't likely to move offline when we are headed in a certain direction. When we're headed in a single direction, it takes a lot more effort to push ourselves off track. So if we are headed in the right way, chances are we will stick to it. For example, people are more likely to continue to participate in a financial savings program at work when they are automatically enrolled, research has found. Because when you're automatically enrolled, you don't have to do anything to be a part, it's happening. You're already on the line where you're saving money automatically. When people have been automatically enrolled and given the chance to opt out, fewer people opt out. Here's how I'm using this in my own life. I'm experimenting with my own version of default. nudges. just, you know how I, I play with all this stuff because I want to eat healthier. I want the energy that comes from that. And, and I want to feel stronger. So I like green smoothies. The thing is when I'm bustling around in the morning, gotten out of the habit of making them for myself. I'll just go right to work and that's fine. I'll get busy, I'll work, but then come lunchtime, I'm really hungry and I'll grab something less healthy, take it back to my desk. And I'm creating this whole habit structure that is reproducing bad habits. And I want to get out of that. So I decided again to put this nudge theory to the test. And here's what I've been doing. I've been making, putting all the ingredients in the blender container the night before. I seal it up. I put it on the top shelf of the fridge. When I walk out in the morning, I pull it out. I see it sitting there. I automatically blend it up. It's easy to do. It nudges me in the right direction. If I have that smoothie first thing in the morning, I'm more likely to make healthier decisions all throughout the day. I like that. By nudging myself to have a healthy smoothie, The smoothie then in turns creates a cycle that nudges me toward other healthier patterns. If I don't make it ahead, I generally skip breakfast and grab something on go. Not a good idea. In the moment, we are more likely to go for the instant gratification over the better choice. If I'm tired at the end of the day and I don't have dinner planned, I tend to push for pizza or something like that, right? But when I know what I'm cooking, a couple of days in advance, if I can plan in my head just a day or two in advance and I feel less pressure and that nudges me to cook dinner which I enjoy cooking when I have time. It nudges me in the right direction if I know what I'm going to make and then I make healthy, I make a healthier food choice. My family eats healthier too. Advanced planning is one of the keys to helping your nudges be more effective. You see how this would work out? So the nudge is the tweak. It's the trigger. We see the sweats on the dresser. We see the green smoothie. It nudges us in the right behavior. Now, it works this way too with with voting or the vaccination status. You saw these people saying, I have voted. They're wearing stickers or they're posting their stickers on the the Facebook post or, or I'm vaxxed stickers. Whatever it is that is driven by social pressure social norms and fitting into them are a very powerful nudge if we are seeing a population of people do this one thing we feel more pressure to do it too because we want to belong right for example reminding people that the right thing to do is vote that it's an important part of democracy is more likely you nudge others to vote. Helping people recognize that one choice is easier to make than another actually nudges them into action. After all, it's a whole lot easier to eat the salad I made instead of making something else, right? So when I make the bin of salad and I put it up there in front in the refrigerator and my husband and my daughter come in and they're like, we have to make dinner. Oh, why don't we just eat this? And it works the same for me. So we can do this in our partnerships with each other too, in our relationships, right? My husband, on the days he works out, just seeing him exercise often nudges me to make a healthier choice, just as a negative choice. If he wants to do takeout, I'm more likely to go along. He can nudge me into that bad behavior. So it's an interesting thing to think about as we go through our day, not in a judgmental way. You don't have to be hard on yourself if you're nudged to the wrong direction. But when we notice, when we become aware of the factors that are in play here, that are influencing us, that are nudging us, then we can create our own nudges to help us develop the positive habits we want to have in our life. Instead of beating ourselves up, then we can feel more successful, okay? When something positive is wired into our practice by default, research says we are more likely to go along with it. So, Let's create those positive nudges in advance. Advance planning helps nudges be more effective, right? Let's make those positive nudges in advance so that we can be more effective tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Sounds simple enough? All right, we're gonna talk about it. How can we nudge ourselves in the directions we wanna go? We'll talk about just how to do it when we get back. And we're back. Polly Campbell simply said, right here on the best business network of Electricast. Happy to be here today. We're talking about nudges, how to move ourselves in the direction we want to go by developing healthier eating habits or better workout routines. Or if you want to write that book, getting up earlier in the morning to do the work before your day job, whatever it is, we all have things we want to create in our lives. And I don't think we have to overthink it so often. It doesn't have to be so hard. Here's one way I use a nudge in my daily life. I write workout directly into my calendar on the dates and times that I plan to exercise a week in advance. So this week's schedule is already set. I did it last week as I was making my appointments and getting ready for work and and scheduling the interviews for this podcast and those other things, I write it right in. I save the time. And so when Tuesday rolls around, when Wednesday rolls around, I know those are workout days. I've got the hour marked out right in my calendar and I get after it. When I see those words, that's a nudge. And when I see those words in my schedule, because I really like to plan things out and I write things down by hand, when I see those words, it nudges me to add it into my schedule for next week too. If I don't plan it ahead, I am much more likely to make excuses and less likely to get it done. But when I see the note in the calendar, it's a nudge I need to get going. So what can you plan into your day? What is it you wanna create this week in your life? What have you been talking about for a while that you'd like to get after and try and explore and study? Now is the time. Make a nudge for yourself. You know, I first started thinking about this stuff, nudge theory and nudge research, when I was looking for ways to support and encourage our daughter to make healthier choices without nagging. Um, She's a teenager. Nagging mom, actually mom at all, is not super effective (laughs) right now. So I'm trying to help her create structures that will allow her the freedom to make her own decisions. Um, But naturally, I'm the mom, I wanted to make good decisions. So one of the things the research suggests is that nudges can be very powerful when you have to advocate for another position, right? If you have to defend another position. So the other day, I tried this out. She was pushing to go into a circumstance, um, a social situation that made me really uncomfortable. But I didn't want to put her in a defensive mode. I wanted to talk about this, explain why this made me uncomfortable. So instead of ranting or limiting her attendance, I asked her to explain why she thought we were against it. I told her that I could understand completely why she wanted to go. And I asked her if she could understand why we didn't want her to go, what we were concerned of. And she sat there and talked through it. And she made some good points on my behalf, right in front of my face. I said, if you were in our position, what would some of your concerns be? And what would you be thinking about as a parent in this mode? What, what should we as parents consider about this situation? She made good, thoughtful points. We had a great conversation. And in the end, though she was very disappointed she realized that the situation was a sketchy one and that was best for her not to go. She came to that conclusion on her own because I asked her to think about our situation, our position, and why we were concerned about it. So that's an interesting way to use this nudge approach. If you want to create a different behavior for yourself or the people you're living with or the people you're working with at work, you want them to step up and take more of a leadership role or you want some behavior change so people are more efficient, go to them and ask them to put themselves in your shoes and see why they should consider or not consider this option. Psychologists call this an advocacy effect and they have found that when you are forced to defend a position, you are more likely to believe in it, even if you were against it before. I absolutely saw this happen the other day with my daughter. It was interesting for both of us. She understood us in a different way, and there was some empathy there too. It can also work the other way. Seeing a bag of chips in the cupboard is all the nudge I need to gobble them down. So I know that. So I don't buy the chips, right? No doubt that visual and verbal clues influence our actions, and I just want to make sure that if we are susceptible to these kinds of cues these kinds of nudges that i am nudging myself in the direction i most want to go on my perfect days it's not a problem but rarely are we all perfect and that's okay this is just another approach to tap into our own psychology to create the successful behaviors that we want to create in our life to make it easy so when I'm nudging myself toward a workout, I don't have to fret. It's not, oh, should I work out today or should I not? But I'm so tired or I feel—it's none of that. It's just a done deal. I'm going to work out, so I don't overthink it. When I know I'm going to get up at five in the morning to do some of my special projects before my regular workday, I nudge myself by putting all kinds of things in play. I have the coffee ready to go off, so I smell the coffee when I wake up. Uh, it's ready made when I when I walk in you know, and I have the routine in place so that when the alarm goes off, I'm nudged into the behavior that gets me up and gets me moving. Now, I change my nudges all the time. I change my rituals all the time too. So find what works for you. But right now, particularly with regards to my eating habits, and getting into a healthier mindset and behavior, because it's not enough to think about it. We actually have to see it through our action. I find it's these little tweaks and these little triggers to actually motivate the most powerful behaviors and actions from me without a whole lot of sweat, without a whole lot of hard work. It's just, well, oh, right, there are my sweats. I am going to work out today. That's all the nudge I need. Simply start today. Look at a behavior you want to add into your life, a habit you want to create? Do you want to go for the daily walk? Do you want to have a smoothie for breakfast instead of skipping the meal? Do you want to take more time to read a book or create art? or, Or do you want to nudge your team into a more innovative, creative behavior and decisions or experimentation around the office? Is it time to increase your sponsorships or your customer base or your sales figures? And perhaps you need to do more networking to do that. You can use nudges to create all of these behaviors. A little trigger, A little tweak that says, hey, 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 let's get going on this today, or it's noon time for the workout, or it's 5.30, let's get up and write the book. Whatever it is you want to create in your life, it's going to take attitude and action, right? And these nudges I'm finding are a way to help motivate the action without overthinking or working too hard. It gets me going in the direction I want to go. That builds some momentum. That makes me feel good at the end of the day because I know I've done healthier things for me and for my business and my family. And ultimately, that's going to help me feel good about the life I'm living. And really, that's what it's all about. And like I said before, if I can do this stuff, you can do this too. So give it a go. Let me know how you're using nudge theory in your own life. You can track me down at polycampbell.com or I'm on Twitter at PLCampbell or Subscribe to my Substack newsletter. Polly Campbell simply said notes on Substack or through my website. I love to hear from you. I hear from readers each week through the newsletter and they're letting me know how they're putting this stuff to work. Sometimes it works for them, sometimes not so much. The same is true for me, but it's always interesting to think about how we can shape our lives in a way that makes them meaningful and worthwhile and a whole lot of fun. So let me know if you try this out, how it goes for you. I'd love to hear. And join the Substack group. It's free to subscribe right now. So I'll catch you there. And if you feel like it, we could always use reviews on Apple, iTunes, podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave a review for Polly Campbell Simply Set. That helps other people find the show and helps me keep going, so I appreciate that. See, that's a little nudge there, right? That's a little nudge. <laughs> this stuff can work for us only if we use it in our own lives. Let's be deliberate in the behaviors we choose so they support the lives we want to create. And when we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy.